0: All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life Around the Table. Today, Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reformed Church, Pastor Jonathan Van Hugan from Day Spring Reformed Church. We have a special, special. Special guest. Special, just an ordinary host and then a special guest host. You're here, let me
1: do the drum roll. (laughs) You're too kind.
0: Ben Rowell, uh, one of our pastoral interns at the Well Boise. Glad you're here today, brother. So am I, Yeah, even after all that. Yeah, and then uh, my name is Josh Bells. I'm from The Well Church. We're going to get right into it today because we have so much content, and we know that you're chomping at the bit to hear it. We've been talking about the doctrine of the image of God in man, and we've covered what does it mean to be created in the image of God. It means that we are like God. Um, That separates us from every other creature. Um, and so we, we have personality, we have rationality, we have creativity, we have authority, we have morality, we have society. And what um, Paul Tripp is doing in this book, Do You Believe?, is he's unpacking um, these attributes. And so we're on the attribute of morality today. So um, one of the words of what it means to be made in the image of God is that human beings have a moral nature. What does that mean that we have a moral nature?
2: As we've pointed this out before, but Ephesians four twenty four talks about what was lost in the fall, and that was in, uh, true righteousness and holiness. The the we were created that way, so we were created as as moral beings. We're now flawed moral beings, but we were we were created, you know, as you know, in creation, we were, you know, God declared us very good. We had that we had the ability to fall into sin. Um, we also had the ability to be perfected in that righteousness at that point. Um, however, you know, this, you know, there are some, there's some critical moments in history, and one of the most critical moments in history was uh, Adam's fall into sin. Adam and Eve one uh, desired to
1: be as God, not simply be in His image. Mm-hmm. But in that fall, man does not completely lose that sense of morality. Yeah, um, right? Paul will address this in That's Romans chapter That's why he steals two. things at night. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I used to, as a, as a teacher, I'll say that one of the tools of the trade was that I could always tell when a kid did something that was inappropriate or wrong because they would quickly look at me. Um, and so then I knew that they had done something that they didn't want me to know because they were trying to decide, did he see it or not? Yeah. Um, they didn't need to be taught what was right or wrong. They knew, and their their desire to have it covered up. We didn't have to be teachers me. to find that out. Some yeah. of us are parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul talks about this in Romans chapter two. He says, "For when Gentiles who do not have the law, by nature, do what the law requires, they are a law mm-hmm. to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts." while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts, accuse or even excuse them. Yeah. And you can see this just in life. You know mm-hmm. that, they, that people have a moral code, even yeah. though um, they may have never stepped foot in a church. They yeah. may have not been raised by those that consciously taught them right or wrong. Yeah. Um, well, that, a, you it, see mor-
0: morality is an inescapable concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even, even as divided as our country is today, what are they arguing over? They're arguing over what is right and what is wrong. Although they're coming to radically different conclusions about mm-hmm. what is right and what is wrong, they're all arguing morality. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, the question is, is, is not um, whether you have a morality, but which morality are you working off of? Mm-hmm. And that's really mm-hmm. important to, to recognize. So what is your standard? What standard are you using? Um, and and the the problem is is that if we use a different standard than God's standard, we always end up abusing other people and hurting other people. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first topic, morality. First word, morality. The second um, word that Paul Tripp brings in here is the word spirituality. So, what does it mean to be made in the image of God? It means that there is a spirituality about us as human beings. What does he mean there that we are
1: spiritual beings? On this one, he has this beautiful. Um little sentence that says we can't think of our emotional, rational, and communicative abilities as just means to satisfy human relationships. So he's kind of laying out what does it mean to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. There's an emotional, rational, and communicative um, aspect of that um, component. Um, And so if you look at how we function, we are emotional beings. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you'll hear people talk about, well, my dog was so sad. Um, no, you pro- your dog probably wasn't sad. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the emotions, doesn't have the ability to have human emotions like we do. They're not rational like we are. Um, you're going to get hate mail for that. I know. Dude. I know. It's, it's genuinely sad that you're personifying your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this ability to, to communicate, um, these are distinctive human um, attributes. Yeah. Yep. That we receive as image bearers of God. Yep. Yeah. So, within be, that,
2: beyond that, and it, this spirituality points to the ability to think God's thoughts after mm-hmm. Him. You know, the idea, you know, God is a communicative God, which we saw that in the relationship. But part of that relationship is He's communicating to us. And this um, spirituality part of it, which you know is the ability you know when he's illuminated to us something we are we have that capacity to think those thoughts after him to uh, agree with god
0: mm-hmm. so to think god's thoughts after him um to commune with him that's part of our Mm-hmm. Um, we were created
1: to be worshipers. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, that's what all these faculties are ultimately aiming at. W- what does worship require? It requires the ability to think, it requires the ability to feel, and it requires the ability to act. And that's, that encompasses our mm-hmm. spiritual nature.
1: And this is why even those that are non Christians continue to worship. Yes. Continue to, to want to fill that void with something. So everybody's a worshiper. Yeah. The question is, just what are they going to worship? Again, another inescapable yeah. concept. It's yeah. not whether
2: you will worship, but yeah. what God will you worship? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. G.K. Chesterton says, when people stop believing in God, they'll you know it doesn't mean they stop believing; they'll believe in anything. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Now we've talked about that, but okay, so let's move on to the
0: next word here uh, that Trip brings up. It's the word representation. So part of what it means to be made in the image of God is that we represent someone. Um, In Genesis 126, Moses writes, then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. So um, what does that Mean to have
2: dominion, and you know, one of the, when we first picked up the idea of the image of God, I, I mentioned that this is you know this is the other side of things. This is the functional aspect of, of things, and the dominion uh, for us is uh, having stewardship over the creation that He's given to us. It's it's a uh, um, you know the idea that God has made us to, to be co-regents with Him <laughs> in uh, you know the in the ruling and ordering of creation, and we we find that. A capacity to have dominion in all the vocations that we've been given in in life. That you know, whether we're doctors, nurses, uh, electricians, you know, plumbers, whatever, we're having we're exercising a form of dominion in that. Mm-hmm.
1: So Moses writes about this in in Genesis one, but um, David also writes about this in in Psalm eight, mm-hmm. um, and comes back to this idea that we are those that have a role to play as stewards um, of the creation that we were placed over. Um, So we don't rule independently. We always rule underneath the authority of God. Um, And that is really one of the the effects of the fall is that we um, distort the dominion the, the rule, the leadership role that we've been given. And instead of ruling and leading in a way that reflects God and honors God and is under God, we use that authority to to be self-serving. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's why the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world. You, you quoted Psalm 8, 6, mm-hmm. um, which is talking about the first Adam. You, you have given him dominion over the works of your hands. Adam Failed mm-hmm. Adam failed to exercise dominion over the world. The second Adam came into the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, and in first Corinthians fifteen uh, Paul quotes psalm eight six and he says, You have put um, all things in subjection under his feet, namely christ we're in we're in the holy week right now mm-hmm. Um, next week, we're going to be talking specifically about the resurrection, and, and one of the glorious truths about the resurrection is now the second Adam is ruling and reigning from heaven, and at some point, um, he's going to consummate all things under his feet. What a glorious truth.
1: The author to Hebrews will do the same thing in Hebrews 2. We'll go back to Psalm 8 and say that its ultimate fulfillment um, is in in and through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a wonderful illustration of this. The, the, the first command that God gives to Adam is to have dominion over the fish of the sea. And one of the, one of the first miracles that Jesus does as he's calling his disciples is to make a huge number of fish jump into a net after mm-hmm. the disciples have spent the whole evening catching nothing at all.
2: There And, and, and it's remarkable when we think about if you know, you know we've experienced this, we've seen people with their pet or their animal and that, and you, you go, there is a, this incredible connection there. Or even even those even you know in in life you know we see people uh, having a desire to steward the earth that they've been made in the image of God They're, it's a distorted image they think of it as Mother Earth rather than as God's creation mm. but you know rather than uh, pillaging the land in such a way that uh, you know you we you know in a clear cut it's never. Uh, taken care of if you drive through oregon you, you'll see these signs that say you know when this forest was planted you know there's a stewardship of taking place right. of you know where they've taken the land you made
1: it useful and then re and replenished it at the same time yeah i think we need to to just shift our mindset that we're not a consumer yeah we're we're mm. a steward mm-hmm. and so we need to continually come back to the point of saying how would god have me use his creation Mm -hmm. in a way that is for his glory and reflects that i'm an image bearer of his Mm -hmm. and it just should change how we how we approach really everything that we encounter in life whether that's our possessions or our our Positions that we hold, the the work that we're called to do, relationships, relationships. That relationships yeah, mm-hmm. you can fill in the blank with anything and say, "How can I steward this in a way that reflects that it's not mine, mm-hmm. but I'm using it for God and His kingdom yeah, and His I glory?" I have these things in
2: trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a
1: huge difference, isn't there, between dominating mm-hmm. and having dominion? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that scene
0: in, um, I think it was the the Two Towers, the second Lord of the Rings film. Where the steward of Gondor has his you know lesser throne next to the, the rightful throne of the king of Gondor, and Gandalf comes in and calls him on the carpet, and he won't relinquish he 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 usurped the role hmm. of the king of gondor as the steward and and of course he's the villain in that one of the villains in that movie he you know and and i think that's a really good picture of when you when you when you turn from steward to like a, a domineering king where you pervert and and he ended up ruining all of his relationships yeah. as a result
1: mm-hmm. well i was just going to say we have a conference coming in this fall, October 21st and 22nd. It's on the church. Um, we've talked previously about this idea as the church is a community, um, and they're going to be talking about that as well as other things. It's Dr. Derek Thomas, Dr. Joel Beakey. Um, we are extremely excited about that event. You can register at Reformation Boise. But I'm the first one. .org, <laughs> .com. .com. <laughs>
2: He, and Josh wanted to make sure that everybody knew That's he right. registered first. That's right.
0: We'll see you next time. <laughs>